Exodus. Well, you say, what is that? Examples in Exodus. I am going to let the youth tell you all about this. Good morning again. Uh, since we're introducing ourselves, uh, my name is Logan. I'm Ben. No. Yep. Uh, so, uh, like Chase said, we are going to talk about uh, some examples in Exodus and then try to apply it to our current day life. Uh, so, what we're here to do, uh, me and Logan are here to do, is we're going to give you an overview of what happens in Exodus, and we're going to set the scene. So, Logan, what, 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 what's our first point here? The Israelites are slaves in Egypt. Yes. The Israelites are enslaved by Egypt. They're taken from their homeland, and they're now in Egypt as slaves. And what does God do to them? Oh. He calls Moses. <laughs> he calls Moses to free the Israelites. Right. And then, as you may remember, if you've gone to church or read the Bible, uh, there's ten plagues. Uh, I wrote them all down. I won't go through them, but I, the blood, the river, making the Nile blood, dead cows, skin, boils, hairs, locusts, and darkness. And then the last plague. Logan, what was the last plague? That the firstborn male yes. of each family would be... Precisely. <laughs> So, the last plague has the Israelites take place in a Passover, uh, which uh, was where they... What? Never mind, keep going. <laughs> the Passover in where they would take a perfect lamb, and they would kill it, and then what they do? And then they took the blood of the lamb and put it right above the door on the door frame. Exactly. And that is to save them from the angel of death. So, the angel of death is going to come through, and he's going to take all the firstborn, unless you have the blood of an unblemished lamb over your door. And once that happens, Pharaoh is a no-go on the Israelites anymore and says, y'all can leave. So the Israelites are promised something. The land of milk and honey. Exactly. They're promised their promised land. So let's explore how the Israelites react to the promised land and the trials that await them. Uh, that's our intro. The first example in Exodus is the Israelites' reaction to their rescue. The Israelites may have thought that once they were rescued from Pharaoh, they would never face any problems again. But they did face obstacles and challenges which caused the reaction to their rescue to be fear and complaining. On day one, they complained when they were trapped between the, the Egyptian army and the Red Sea. They asked Moses, Why did you make us leave Egypt? It is better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. On day three, the Israelites complained about the bitter water they had to drink and asked Moses, What are we going to drink? In the second month in the wilderness, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron, saying, If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt. There we had plenty to eat, but now in the wilderness we'll starve to death. Even though God rescued and provided for them over and over, they complained again and again and were always afraid they were going to die. They also tested God, to which God responded, Do not test me. In Psalms 95, 8-9, it says, The Lord says, Do not harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Massa in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything I did. Just like the Israelites, we sometimes have a lack of faith and test God. 
Lack of faith is at the heart of testing God by asking him to prove what he has already proven. What we can learn from the Israelites in this first example is that we should expect and endure trouble that we face without fear or complaining. In our lives, God helps us overcome our troubles just like he did the Israelites, and this brings God glory. In Exodus 18, 8-11, it says, Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told about all the hardships they had experienced along the way and how the Lord had rescued his people from all their troubles. Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from the Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from the powerful hand of Egypt. I know now that the Lord is greater than all other gods because he rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. The good news about our trouble is that Jesus has already overcome for us. John sixteen thirty three. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Not only does enduring and suffering through hardship bring God glory, but we also benefit from it. James 1-2 says to consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. And also in verse 12 It says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Finally, in 2 Corinthians 4.14, Paul says that we know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. We can learn from the Israelites that even after we are saved, we should expect and endure trouble without fear or complaint because Jesus has never failed us yet. My example was wait well. The uh, first sign I guess of that was when um, God was telling people in Exodus twenty twenty three to not make idols and then in Exodus twenty four three if I can find it maybe today. There we go. He says, Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations the Lord had given him. All the people answered with one voice, We will do everything the Lord has commanded. But then in Exodus 32, 1 through 6, the people went out and built a golden calf, an idol, like God told them not to do. So then in Deuteronomy 23, 23, it says to be careful and fulfill promises if you make them voluntary or not, so watch what you say. 
because it does mean something, especially speaking to the Lord. Um, and then like in John 1, no, 1 John 2 through 5, it says, This one who is life itself, that's one. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. And they did not really obey the word. And then it says he speaks to the word, doesn't understand it. Don't do nothing like in Exodus thirty-two twenty-five. It tells us about Moses and Aaron, how they were watching when the people were getting out of control. And then the last point is to obey the word. Don't get tired of waiting for Jesus. Keep his commandments. That's what he says to do. He'll come sometime. So those commandments, first one he tells us is to tell people about Jesus and then to love God and others and serve, like John fourteen fifteen says, If you love me, obey my commandments. They didn't do that. So we need to do that while we're waiting well because Jesus will come one day, and that will be the great day. The third example we have from Exodus is to continue the journey. After Moses confronted the Israelites about building the golden calf, God told him to take the people to the promised land, but God would not go with them. By building the golden calf, the Israelites broke the first three commandments. Do not have any other gods before me, do not make idols, and do not misuse the Lord's name. Isaiah 59.2 says, It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Their sins separated them from God, just like our sins separate us from God. But the Israelites had a choice, just like we do. We can continue the journey without God, or we can repent and rely on him to guide us through the journey. The key to the Israelites' journey is the same key we need for our journey in life. This key is a personal relationship with Jesus. However, the Israelites depended on Moses' personal relationship with God, and they would watch Moses go to the tent of meeting to talk with God. We can't depend on our parents or our best friends' relationship with God like the Israelites depended on Moses' relationship with God. We need to be like Moses and have our own personal relationship with God. It shows Moses' relationship with God in Exodus 33, 12-13. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, Take these people up to the promised land. But you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name, and I will look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. Moses talked to God as a friend, and God knew Moses by name. Our relationship with God can and should be like this. (sighs) Moses had this relationship because he desired to know God and find favor with him. Moses had the relationship and the desire to continue on the journey with God. This is God's reply to Moses' question of who would go with him. Exodus thirty-three fourteen. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. If we continue our journey with God, we will also find rest. To do this, we just need to make the choice to repent, have the desire to know him, and build a relationship with him, just like Moses did. The outcome of a personal relationship with God is it becomes apparent to others. 
This doesn't mean you lose your personal relationship with him. It just means when it becomes public, if anything, this relationship is strengthened. In Exodus, there's a pillar of fire and the cloud could be seen by all. This is because when Moses was close to God, it became apparent and visible to others. In Exodus 34:29, it says, When Moses came down to Mount Sinai carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. Moses' face would shine brightly and everyone could see it just from speaking with the Lord and his relationship with him. In Matthew 5, it says, let your light shine. It tells us to take this light that God gives us and give it a purpose. Use it for others so that they can see and will praise the Lord. The last step in their journey was they go with God. In Exodus 40, 34 through 38, it reads, Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The people had finally built their relationship with God. They fully trusted in him, and the clouds, when they would move, the people would move, and when the clouds would stop, the people would stop. When we apply this to our lives, we shouldn't be content to move on without God. We shouldn't expect God to go where we lead. We need to go where God goes. We're back. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, like Chase said, uh, this may seem odd, and why would we reference this old scripture? But that's, that's a lot of what the Bible is, is just the foreshadowing of Christ, examples that we can learn from. Uh, Jesus referenced old scripture all the time. It was super important to him, it's super important to the people, and it's still super important today. The scripture was inspired by God, and the stories were orchestrated by him. So it's important that we derive the meaning and application to our current lives. So let's look at what all this has to do with our current situation in the current day, uh, current day Passover. So Jesus is our Passover lamb. He sacrificed to save us from inevitable destructions. And so in 1 Corinthians 5-7 it says... Uh, get rid of the old yeast by removing the wicked person from among you. Then you will be like uh, like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Christ is our Passover lamb has been, who has been sacrificed for us. Uh, so then uh, we take from that, like the Israelites who were once freed, uh, there were still trials and tri- tribulations. When So Jesus is our Passover lamb. We're saved, but we're still going to have problems. John 16.33 says, Logan, you read this one. I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And in James 1.12 it says, God bless those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. We're gonna face problems, just like the Israelites, but we have to learn from them, we have to look about look at what the Israelites did and didn't do to see how we can gain that promised life. So, you, like Lexi said, uh, we need to not test God. We need to not complain. We need to, you know, keep moving, keep enduring. And like Ethan said, we need to wait for God. We need to not go back on our old ways, and we need to obey the Word. And like Ashley and Abigail said, 
we need to um, uh, continue the journey to go with God, to follow him wherever he leads, just like the Israelites did. So we need not to test God and not complain, to have faith, and we need to endure the trials since we know that there is a promised land ahead, the land of milk and honey, to patiently wait for what God has in store. But this waiting isn't without action. We need to follow where God guides us, like the flames or the world whirlwind in the desert, to move with God, to trust his plan, and to faithfully obey. So take from the Israelites, take from the story that we just heard, and to obey what God has to do. Don't test him. Continue the journey. Go with God and wait for him. Follow him with where he leads. Uh, and that is our con- that's, that's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> and scene. Scene. Oh, I'm supposed to pray. That is my bad, guys. Okay, I'm supposed to pray. And the band can come up here while I pray. Uh, Dear Lord, thank you for us being able to stand up here, for us being able to study on your words, to look at what you have to say, and to be able to find understanding and meaning uh, inside the Old Testament that we can hopefully apply to our lives. Be with us to take what was heard, to uh, take this uh, into our hearts so that we can live Uh, like the Israelites in the way that they got the promised land, but to learn from their mistakes so that we can go. Be with us as we, uh, when we we, uh, come up against trials, when we come against problems, be with us to endure and to follow you and to go where you want us to go. In your name, I pray. Amen.